to the Infinite Rabbit Hole. I'm Jeremy, I'm your host, and today we're going to dive into the world of the news of 2021. It's been a little while since we've done one of these strange news episodes, and uh, you know we kind of felt like we were kind of packing them in there too tight, so we're going to do this a little less often, and I felt like this was a good time to do it. This is going to be the first episode of the new year, and uh, we thought that this would be a good time to kind of review all the cool strangeness that happened over 2021. And as you'll learn in some cases beyond. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whoops. (laughs) But but before we jump into that, let's go ahead and introduce our hosts for the night. Jake, Jeff, gentlemen, welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Thank you. Hey. 2022. That's where we're at. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, we kicked those Mayans butts with the, that calendar. <laughs> I know. It wasn't even backwards. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we are recording this on December 22nd. Uh, so that is... Oh, 22 still. Yeah. Well, no, it was, the, it was supposed to be on 21st, wasn't it? Because it was supposed to be 12, 12, 12. Like, then they were like, oh, maybe it's 12, 21, 21. Right? Wasn't that the, the whole thing? Oh, I don't know. Well, this is better because we're actually recording this on one two 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 one. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was just like, still, see, it's twenty two, twenty two. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should get someone on here that has uh, Mayan ancestors. An- ancestors. Make Why am I saying that word? Yeah. To be like, can you explain this to us? <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. If you it's go off of the Skull and Bones timeline, uh, they start their year calendar at 322 bc so it's not 2021 Mm. spooky Mm. anyways for those of you that have not been able to head on over to the infinite rabbit hole website and check out the merch shop just want to remind you that today is going to mark one of the last days you're going to be able to get the christmas special t-shirt with the, the christmas logo from the krampus episode i so bought it, one i can't wait for it to come in i have not yet oh, i have to man. do it soon my birthday's right around the corner so i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be able to get that for my birthday <laughs> yeah but um if you haven't went over to infinite and checked out our merch shop please go do that check it out the logo is awesome jake did a hell of a job. He put so much blood, sweat, and tears into it. Without ex- excluding the blood, the sweat, and the tears. I yeah. put a lot of work into it. <laughs> he, got, he got a little cranky, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For those of you that have not followed Infinite Rabbit Hole on our social medias, head on over to all of your social media accounts. Follow us, especially on Twitter. We have increased our presence on the Twitter platform. That's personally from myself we are really diving into the whole world of our fans and talking to them personally you know, commenting messaging getting into these these chat rooms and and stuff and just having a really good time on twitter that's what we've kind of been focusing on as of lately we're gonna kind of do the same thing on instagram so baby steps right one at a time we got the facebook thing down now we're getting twitter down then we're gonna go over to instagram and we have a TikTok, but it doesn't. We don't really do anything with it. So, well, you guys need to start sending me your pictures. Like, I can only post so much stuff throughout. My, I don't do enough things throughout the day to constantly be posting on Instagram. So, yeah, yeah you do. You go to the grocery store, <laughs> the gas station. You uh, you poop every day. You uh, whoa, uh, I, I don't know about that. Oh. Girls don't poop. Yes, I'm a. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna burn. Pedals. I'm gonna burn Got your him. house down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see who's laughing. Then can I have control of the TikTok? I promise not to get it completely banned. Yes. Ooh, I thought you were gonna say no. For those of you that are new to the Infinite Rabbit Hole, if you are unfamiliar with our strange news episodes, basically what we do is deliver strange news. We do. But the reason why we do it is because something happened and we're unable to get to what we originally planned. And this is our backup plan. No, 
No, this we, is this we, is this is exactly what happens. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what happened in this case. But we busted we bust these things out because maybe the topics aren't big enough to do an episode on, but they're still interesting. And there's something Facts. that happened recently with say paranormal stuff or science. Like last time we talked about uh they turned a droplet of water into a alkaline metal. We talked about what Teotihuacan. Is that how you pronounce yes, we it? Did. We talked yeah. about that. Uh, we, we talk about various things, cryptid news, you know, whatever is really interesting that's happening, happening currently, but maybe there isn't enough stuff out there to do a full hour long episode on. So we'll take five or six of these different things and we'll all come with our own stuff and we'll throw it into an episode. So you guys stay informed on what's going on in the wacky world that we live in and we can all kind of have a good time. Jake, that was done really well. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna make him do more of this. Anyways, does anybody want to go first today? Not it. Not it. I'll go first today then. I got a bunch of <laughs> Bigfoot stuff. And then I have some other stuff too. I knew you would. Shocker. <laughs> you know it, right? So in an article posted on the Effingham daily news website on december 21st a man living near peoria illinois describes an encounter with a bigfoot on a local two-lane road one night in november near chandlerville the man told the effingham daily news that it was quote fast athletic and massive covering a two-lane road in two quick strides he described the creature as having long limbs and covered completely by black fur unfortunately when he and a few friends went back the next day, there were no tracks to be found. But the report is documented fully on the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization website at bfro.net. And in an update to an earlier news episode of ours, Justin Humphrey, the Oklahoma state representative who proposed the Bigfoot hunting season, announced that the proposal was never meant to be taken seriously and that it was stated as a way to increase tourism to southeastern Oklahoma. Fire! What an asshole. <laughs> so to catch everybody up on that, this representative from Oklahoma, state representative, he brought to, to the, uh, I don't know how this whole thing goes, a bill to the floor for a proposed Bigfoot hunting season. It's not really hunting. It was supposed oh, to be a yeah, yeah, thing. I remember that. And there was supposed to be like $30,000 for the, the safe and successful capture of a live Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But he basically just came out and said, caught my bullshit, just trying to get tourism up. Because they do have a Bigfoot festival down there, actually, in that, that southeastern area. I can't remember the exact town. But if you listen to the uh, old episode, I can't remember which one it was. There's so many of them now. <laughs> if you listen to all of our episodes, eventually you'll find out where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. But yeah, so he, he basically just came out and like, yeah, I never thought it was actually going to get legs. So um, I'm guessing it, it fell through. I couldn't find anything where it said it, it was successful or if it uh, failed. But due to what he said, I'm assuming that it failed. He should have just buried it in a giant bill and then nobody would have read it and they would have passed it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how the pros do it. Yep. I mean, that's how everything else Freaking gets passed. 1,500 pages is something. But we don't, we don't get political here on Infinite Rabbit Hole. Anyways... <laughs> It'd be like um, there was there was a story uh, years ago where Apple apparently had put a cookie recipe inside of their terms and conditions. So when they updated their terms and conditions and everyone just says, yeah, whatever, I agree. Someone actually, well, a few people read through the entire thing because they were those sorts of nerds. They're like, I want to know what I'm what I'm signing up for. Um, and it was explained an entire cookie recipe and then said by agreeing to these terms and conditions you're agreeing that this is the proper way to make chocolate chip cookies and <laughs> they're like do you guys even read this crap like like it was it was in there and i'd seen it and i had read it and i don't know if it was it actually had any validity to it but yeah just bury it in there yeah i agree whatever moving on <laughs> anyways on the border of virginia in the small town of littleton north carolina a brand new museum has opened up, highlighting the world of the strange and unusual. The Cryptozoology and Paranormal Museum highlights everything from UFOs, haunted dolls, shadow people, and of course, our favorite, Bigfoot. 
You can visit the new museum's website at crypto slash para dot work. A novel by the author Yan Ji of China has finally been translated to English and is being actively sold here in the U.S. The fictional novel titled Strange Beasts of China embraces the world of cryptozoology and takes place in a fictional city known as Yongin, where many different beasts are found to be living alongside humans. The story follows a female cryptozoologist that has a sincere interest in all things cryptozoology, cigarettes, alcohol, and mischief, as she strives to catalog and learn about all of the mysterious beasts in the form of cases that are separated by each chapter. The novel was originally released in 2006, and after 15 years, is now available everywhere in English. Now, for my very last one. This is a little long. Now, this was a topic that Jake and I were going to cover in Season 1. And I was able to find a pretty cool uh, update on it. Ooh, tell me. Ooh, yeah, this was yours too, Jake. This is one that you really wanted to get into. Mm. For years now, we have been attempting to control certain aspects of genetic material in different critters all around the world. Mm, yes, For example, yes. one of the biggest drives is to control the rate of which female mosquitoes are born compared to males. The idea is to hijack the gender genes and rewrite the averages of male to female ratios in birth to help reduce the threat of very dangerous diseases such as malaria. The problem with this is that it would effectively change the 50-50 ratio and create a new dominant gene in the species, causing the ratio to quickly grow in favor of the males. Could very well may completely eliminate the female gender completely over a handful of generations. With a lifespan of a mosquito being very short, most species being only seven days long, this, com this could completely eliminate the species altogether, once all of the females have been eliminated. It is theorized that this could happen in as short as a month in some species. And the goal is not to eliminate the species completely, just change the ratio to help minimize the risk of disease. By using the CRISPR gene editing tool to selectively edit specific genes by utilizing the Cas9 protein to effectively be used as scissors to, to the gene and splicing in a biological switch of sorts, Scientists have been able to control 100% of the genders in litters of mice by triggering spontaneous failed pregnancies that did not meet set parameters for specific genders within the growth of the first 8 to 16 cells. The reason stated for this is to eliminate the males from certain farm animals to eliminate the need for the culling of numerous living organisms. Culling is the practice of slaughtering a surplus of selected animals due to many different reasons, such as impurities or gender. Cold animals are often recycled for other purposes. The reason the males of a lot of farm animals are cold is because males are typically less useful than their female counterparts. Hens lay eggs, female cows give milk, and all females reproduce. Males are often killed immediately after birth in a lot of cases, just because they are a gender that offers very little to the needs of the farm. Successfully controlling gender populations with, biological, with a biological switch would cause a lot less animals to be killed immediately after birth. Although that sounds good, here on Infinite Rabbit Hole, we like to think about all the applications for such technologies. Like, how does this affect humans? And what would this cause if they were able to control the population's gender? Jeff? I got something for this. Are you done? I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, that's why so, I ended it with Jeff. Check this. <laughs> You know, me, you know me too well already. So check this yeah, out, man. Yeah, here in Florida, good old Florida. Those mosquitoes will pick you up and carry you off. Yeah, these thousands of genetically modified mosquitoes being released in Florida, right? And um, it's being done by a company called Oxitech. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has committed, let's see, 5,800,000, 812,000. $666 to this company to do this uh, genetically modified mosquitoes here in Florida. Could you imagine a world free of mosquitoes and then bats and then some select birds too? Mm -hmm. birds it destroys real, the ecosystem but... and they just fall apart. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that everyone wants mosquitoes to be gone forever, but there are so many animals that depend on them for food. Like mm -hmm. it would just, it would devastate the ecosystem, unfortunately. 
there's a lot of things that can go wrong with with gene editing, right? And, and we can get into this, but honestly, to really get into it, we need an, we need a whole episode. Yeah. And that's what the the whole concept between Jake Jake's initial idea of doing an episode on CRISPR and Cas9 gene editing was, you know, what what could be the the applications for like Nephilim human soldiers you know with mm-hmm. uh with gills or frog legs or something, something crazy like that you know no i mean but that that's yeah. that's technically what we're doing you know that's a real thing there's already super soldier programs around the world yeah oh yeah absolutely have you ever seen captain america Jeez. duh <laughs> <laughs> jeff's like well actually <laughs> go ahead hit us with patents I want one, Jeff. You're a good man. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't have one off the top of my head, but okay. we found something Jeff doesn't know. <laughs> there's definitely super soldier programs for sure. Are there super mosquito programs? Weaponized yeah, mosquitoes. I just told you in Florida. No. <laughs> we'll eventually get into that path of the infinite rebel. That's been on the back burner for a long time with Jake and I. We'll we'll get to that eventually, and we'll be able to dive into that whole. That deep, 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 deep hole. Deep hole. <laughs> uh, we just don't have the time because we have other articles to get into right now. But this is some very interesting stuff. The CRISPR-Cas9, you know, if, if, if they're able to successfully create a biological switch that allows them to take entire hordes of young mosquitoes and determine that 9 out of 10 nests are going to be all male and then one out of ten is gonna be female which is effectively going to reduce the female population which you know if you don't know those are the carriers for malaria and a bunch of other really bad things for humans yeah those are the ones that bite you the right. females. yeah if we can do that and just reduce the female population that's good stuff but we have to make sure that the, the species can survive and we cannot get rid of the females altogether because those are the ones that make the babies. And if we, you know, we play God and we end up eliminating, on, whether on purpose or on accident, the entire female gender of mosquitoes, that whole species goes away. And just like Jake was saying, bats and certain species of birds are going to go away. And then the things on, that feed on those and those only are going to go away. Frogs. And it's a it's a vicious chain reaction that we have to be careful about. But anyways, I will bow out. That is all of my reporting for the day. And I will mm. hand it off to the next gentleman who would like to speak. Not if, but when. When they're able to. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I'll go next. I. It's not that I misunderstood the assignment. It's that I <laughs> did all my research and then well, I found out go. that these are not current whatsoever. One of them's from the 1930s, so it really isn't that current at all. Like, if you get down to it, it's, it's not, yeah, it's just not current, like, whatsoever. But it is still interesting. And when looking for things to replace these two things and looking for interesting topics, nothing I found was as interesting as these. So I was like, well, whatever, I'll just do these. Although I pulled both of these two topics from life science or live science and they were released in the last, like one was 18 days ago and the other one was one day ago. So I don't know. I don't wow, know why so that is. You're telling me in 90 years they don't have anything new that they can, they can give us? Yeah, it's crazy. So, wow. all right, here we go. Both of these are in the animal kingdom. Number one, the biggest arthropod fossil ever was discovered in North Cumberland, England in 2018. So, mm. also not recent. <laughs> and for some reason, this was in recent news. I wrote that in there. Just, <laughs> just because the section of ex- exoskeleton that was recovered was two and a half feet long and 1.8 feet wide. It's estimated that the size would have been around eight and a half feet long. And it's considered to be an incredible, incredibly lucky find because the area that it was found in isn't really well known for fossils. And just to be clear, this is the molted exoskeleton of a millipede. Neil Davies, who is the lead researcher and geologist at the Department of Earth Sciences at Cambridge University in England, 
he was not the original discoverer. The original discoverer was a former college student. They didn't even give the person's name. Like, that's how much they didn't care. But he was just walking along and stumbled upon this rock that had broken off of a cliff and landed on the ground and split in half right where this fossil was at. And he just was like, hey, that's a fossil. Then they found it and they were like, wow, this is the biggest exoskeleton um, millipede specimen fossil thing that we've ever seen. And there's only been two other, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Arthropleura, Arthropleura fossils. Yeah, that's from ARC, dude. Yeah, well, I know, I know it's from ARC, but I'm just like, I wow. can't pronounce it, right? But yeah, there's been two other Arthropleura fossils that have been found, and they're both in Germany, but this one is by far the biggest. And unfortunately, because a head of one has never been found, like the head, uh, they can't really tell what they eat because you know they would have to see the mouth and the mandibles and yada yada all this sort of stuff but considering that is it is a giant millipede um it probably eat would have eaten vegetation just like the millipedes of today and maybe smaller invertebrates um considering that it was so dang big uh scientists say that it was from the carboniferous section like the Carboniferous time period, which was something like 359 million years ago, if you believe in evolution. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I saw that and I was like, man, that's super cool. I am used to be really big into collecting bugs. I mean, I'm sure a lot of young kids were into collecting bugs, boys and girls. But I loved centipedes. I loved millipedes. Actually, my very first pet was a um, Vietnamese centipede. And I, it was so big, it was like 10 and a half inches long. And I used to feed it pinky mice. Like it would only eat living mice. It was terrible. But I used to love all that sort of stuff. So when I saw this article, I was like, well, that's super cool. Um, and if you look it up on Live Science, and of course, we'll post the uh, the links to these articles inside of our description but they actually have pictures of the fossil and it is just a pretty much a chunk of the exoskeleton i don't know why i'm having such a hard time pronouncing these words today but it's very cool so that was that jackalopes you know about jackalopes there jeremy i know that they're jackalopes indeed uh jeff do you know about jackalopes isn't that our logo it is <laughs> I'm surprised Jeremy didn't say anything. I was just like, well, he's lost his mind today. So jackalopes, for people that don't know, our logo has a jackalope on it. It's a hare or a rabbit that has antlers on it. The very first time that it was, and I'm putting air quotes in here, discovered, was in 1930. There was two brothers in Wyoming. They were amateur hunters and taxidermists. And basically, they took a pair of antlers and they attached it onto a jackrabbit's head, and they sold this taxidermy jackalope to a hotel owner, and and that was all good. And it, it kind of spawned from there the the legends and the myths about the jackalopes and that there's hares running around out there with antlers and stuff. And what's actually kind of funny about that is that around the same time. In 1933, there was a researcher in New Jersey named Richard Shope who was studying rabbits with horns in a lab. So are they a myth or are they real? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Going into this, most people know what HPV is, human papillomavirus. It's a sexually transmitted disease and it has no cure and it causes warts as well as various other things. It's not good. Well, it turns out that rabbits can get their own form and it causes horn-like tumors to form all over their heads and their faces. The tumors are made of keratin, which is what fingernails and hair is made from. So the condition was named after Richard Shope. So it's called the Shope papillomavirus. Uh, and that's the one that, you know, rabbits get. It doesn't necessarily always cause horns to grow on these rabbits in the same way that not every human that gets HPV will get warts or cancers from it, but it's likely that it will happen. But what's interesting about it is that it's being used currently, this 
kind of, I don't know, the article really didn't get deep into detail on it, but they're studying these rabbits that are growing these horns and these tumors all over their bodies and these cancers due to their, you know, rabbit form of this papillomavirus to look into what sort of viruses cause cancers and trying to develop uh, vaccines or um, treatments against those sorts of viruses to eliminate them altogether. If you look at pictures of it, you could do rabbit HPV or rabbit papillomavirus or shope papillomavirus in Google, which Jeff hates. Um, but you can <laughs> you can look it up, and the pictures are actually pretty horrifying. Like the literally these horns are all over their faces, and it's absolutely crazy. And it will cause the rabbit to eventually it just if they grow in their mouth, they can't eat anymore, and then they just starve to death. So they just keep going and going and going until their entire head is covered up with these things. Good news is that they're using it to try to find out ways to uh, stop HPV in people and to treat the cancers that are caused um, by it and to eliminate it altogether. So there's a, a happy ending at the end of it. But I thought that it was interesting because although these two kids in Wyoming were just trying to you know pull a fast one on this uh, – unspecified hotel owner that it's had some sort of you know realism to it that this is an actual condition that happens in rabbits and it's like did they know about that <laughs> you know had they seen that and they're like oh man we need to replicate that or they just saw something run by because there was a couple pictures that i stumbled across where it looked like i mean like a spike deer you know little bumps um, where its uh, antlers will be eventually, you know, granted if the deer lives long enough and it grows to maturity. But some of these rabbits had spots where it looked like, you know, they were growing little antlers and not as beautiful and majestic as any picture you see with a jackalope. But if I was out, you know, rabbit hunting or if I was out on a nature walk or, or camping or whatever and I saw this, I'd be like, that's a jackalope. Like, <laughs> it would blow my mind. So those are the two things that I found. Uh, again, not recent whatsoever, um, <laughs> but they were interesting. They caught my eye. And then there was something about some guy being, you know, vaporized on Mount Vesuvius, and he was just discovered. But yeah, good, good <laughs> job, Ian. To add a little bit onto the jackalope lore, so the guy who originally created the the, the older brother, his name was douglas herrick funny story and I, you know i don't know how much this is true but this is kind of what goes around in, in the world of cryptozoology when you talk about the jackalope douglas i can't remember what the younger brother's name was but they they were taxidermists amateur taxidermy basically they had this surplus of antlers deer antlers white tails mm -hmm. uh just kind of laying around you know their shop or their shed or whatever they were doing their taxidermy and and the little brother was like hey doug check this out <laughs> He's, like he takes this uh this stuffed rabbit and he puts deer antlers on it and he's like oh look i'm a i'm a rabbit deer <laughs> and, he, and he actually had two sets of them and he was like clashing together like two kids like a kid playing with two uh tri triceratops toys and he's like bam bam and doug was like oh man you know what i bet you we can sell that and uh they did they sold it to a hotel you said that, right? You said that yeah. they sold it to the hotel. And uh, it actually became a very, very popular item in that hotel. And the, the hotel was nice enough to pass on the information of, of the Herrick brothers. And they actually made a ton of money. And actually, for a w little while there, the Herrick brothers actually said that this was a creature that they had killed. Mm -hmm. um, but because of how popular it was getting and stuff, they came forward and said, this creature does not exist. This is strictly just, you know, us messing around, playing with dead animals, <laughs> dead <laughs> body parts. And uh, honestly, if you can get your hands on a an original Herrick jackalope, they're worth a ton of money, an absolute shit ton. And it's they're very prized possessions in the world of cryptozoology. So that that was that was definitely pretty cool. Definitely a, a very very old uh, topic, but that's very good, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's cool because you know what? It, it it's one of those topics, like you said, that we couldn't we can't do a whole episode on the jackalope. There's a little bit about the lore because there is a whole bunch of lore that goes along with it about how they're complete assholes and 
and they have a drinking problem and all that stuff right (laughs) uh no seriously right and uh but that's about it there's really not much to it than a five minute stint of just lore throwing up on our our listeners that's it (laughs) that's that's all there is with jackalopes well good job jake everyone round of applause for jake i'll clap for myself too (laughs) well jeff you are the last man standing bud last but not least Ah, okay well i found last and most certainly least i found a few (laughs) interesting wow rude (laughs) at least mine's recent (laughs) oh got him uh i knew the i knew the, the the project here okay anyways so check this out right so uh published published today you understood the assignment yeah i understood the assignment thank you i knew the assignment i just didn't follow the directions that's all well i'm not gonna say it but you know mm. so published today I'm on LED Bible right now. There is an article that says Yowie sighting reported by three men in rural Queensland. Now, I'm not the big cryptid guy, right? That's Jeremy's job. Can't prove it. Okay, well. (laughs) You did cuddle with that swamp ape. Listen, he protects me from the CIA government (laughs) agents that hide in the bushes. Okay. <laughs> With his alligators. <clears throat> so these three dudes, uh, for those who don't know, Queensland is in Australia and the Yowie is a cryptid that lives in the Australian outback, apparently. And these dudes, uh, <laughs> let me see if I, let me just scroll down here because it's a little long. I don't want to misspeak. These dudes were three men told the Courier Mail, which is a, a news service there, that they were driving home inland from the Sunshine Coast when they reportedly came across the Yowie. The incident occurred last weekend, so this was posted today, so a week ago, uh, and the men saw a slouched-over figure standing under a streetlight and initially thought it was something completely different. Quote, we initially thought it was a boar or a really big animal until we got closer and saw it run off in a very ape-like way. They uh, reported seeing it stand up and turn to look at them and said it had, quote, very long arms and an ape-like face. So one of these guys uh, says that he's never been into, you know, cryptids or the mythological, excuse me, uh, things or anything like that until he saw this thing. And then, it auto, you know, obviously it's, spiked his interest and apparently these guys have gone out into the outback to try to hunt this thing down uh a few times since last weekend and uh yeah that's pretty much it they apparently saw this this yaoi hiding up under a light and some of the locals from what i was reading about say that the storms and stuff that happen out there will like drive these creatures you know out from their hiding i guess and that's usually when most of them are seen so pretty interesting for those that are not aware of the Yowie, don't worry. Eventually, we're going to get into Yowie here in the Infinite Rabbit Hole. And yes, we could dedicate an entire episode or two or three to it. But in the realm of Bigfoot-like creatures, this is probably one of the ones that you don't want to go down and chase. <laughs> um, because this is supposedly one of the bigger ones of all of the upright walking hominids of the world for those that are unfamiliar with all the different upright walking hominids of the world don't worry we got you covered there's tons of episodes here in the infinite rabbit hole you can go on over to the american bigfoot episode and listen to the intro we name a couple of them in there i'm not going to go through it right now there's a lot like every continent except for antarctica there is multiple different bigfoot type creatures and the yowie is said to be one of the biggest um in a previous news episode we talked about one where there was a yowie research group who had a picture 
taken of them or were in front of an infrared camera or heat signature camera. I can't remember which one it was. There was literally a Yowie standing right behind them, not 20 feet away. And this thing was still towering, towering over them. Um, hmm. Definitely do a Google search on that because that that thing was huge. Say it again. Towering. No, no. What was towering over them? The Yowie. Y-O-W-I-E. Yowie. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll look it up and, and send this to you guys. Are they aggressive? There's conflicting reports of aggressive and non-aggressive, but they are supposed to be one of the bigger subspecies of Bigfoot-like creatures. Um, and for those of you that don't know what the environment of the Australian outback is, a lot of it is dead land. A lot of it is nothing. But there are these small patches of forests and mountains that just jut up out of nowhere um, where these things are said to be living. So. Be careful. You know, if anybody's down in Australia, uh, thank you for listening. But be careful when you go out there and look for a Yowie. And if you have any Yowie stories, hit us up so you can come on the show and tell us about it. Because that is one where here in the States, we don't get a lot of information for. Of course, we can go onto the Internet and research or we can grab a book from an American author on an (laughs) Australian cryptid. But we would love to hear about it firsthand. So any Yowie research groups or Yowie uh, encounters that you guys can tell us about, hit us up. Let us know anywhere. Infinite rabbit hole at gmail.com or any of our social medias. All right, Jeff, go ahead. I'll hand it back to you, bud. Appreciate that, bud. Uh, so here's another one. This one's pretty interesting. Also posted today, Jake. Um, this is mm, on yeah. the New York post and the headline is brothers spot bizarre tube shaped UFO hovering over their back garden. So, um, and I'm not going to read this whole article. I'm just going to kind of read the first bit of it because that's where the most inf- uh, information is. But it says a pair of brothers have been left freaked out after they spotted a bizarre tube-shaped UFO hovering over their back garden. They spotted the peculiar, ob- peculiar, peculiar. Geez, they spotted the peculiar object floating in the sky, and yesterday posted pictures to social media. Yes, there are pictures of this. Yeah, they wrote on Reddit under the name Massacre YKS, quote, we stargaze, like to take amateur pictures of the sky, etc. I posted this on another thread, and he said as the night mode was used to take picture, it keeps the shutter open longer, and this is the most like and this is most likely a plane with two lights along the side and flashing red light in the center. The camera shutter stayed open long enough to capture the middle light flashing. So the thing is, is when I'm looking at these pictures, I can't see how this is a plane. So I don't know if you guys are using your Google box right yeah, now. Yeah, it's heat looking. Yeah, so you guys see what I'm talking about. You can see the actual tube-shaped UFO. And there's a lot of reports over the years of like cigar-shaped UFOs, um, you know, other things that would fit this description. But what's also interesting, where did I see it? Is this it a TR3C? who knows man i don't know i gotta look into this a little bit more but um somebody said that the object looks very similar to the objects in the nuremberg ufo painting so i did a quick search of the nuremberg ufo painting and i can kind of see how somebody might correlate the two to each other but you know that's up for somebody else to to look at but here's what i did right so i took the headline of this article brother spot bizarre tube-shaped ufo hovering over their back garden and uh i put this into a gematria calculator you guys familiar with gematria at all no so gematria is where they take each letter uh, in the alphabet has a number value and there's like a jewish calculator an english calculator there's like a bunch of different versions that you can uh, decode or code uh, numbers and or words into numbers. So I put that headline into the Gematria calendar. And one of, uh, the value comes out to 4212. And one of the messages for 4212 is, the gray alien they interrogated said the same thing. The nature of the universe is one. So on this day, one, two, 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 one, which is like, uh, you know, that 
what is it called when there's like a number and then it's mirrored onto itself? Anyways, put that in the Gematria. You get some great alien talk in the Gematria calendar and it's a UFO sighting. So I thought that was pretty spooky. And then just to kind of go off of that, here's another article from MSN News. This one came out yesterday. And it says, a new government office is searching for the truth about UFOs. So we all remember uh, earlier this year, there was this whole UAP, you know, situation. Well, this bill, H.R. 4350, um, is actually looking to disband the uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force and create a new government agency that is going to be doing a whole lot more than that task force was doing. So if you go to that bill, HR 4350, and section 1652, you can read all of what they're going to be doing with this new uh, agency dedicated to the search and uh, stuff for the UAPs. Yeah, it's some really strange stuff. I, I was reading about that a couple of days ago as well. What what they're really trying to do is they're trying to correlate time of day areas of sighting clusters, basically finding clusters of these UFOs that are flying around and find out if they can predict when they're going to be there. Now, if anybody's familiar with the author John Keel of the Mothman prophecies, he was also famous for being a UF, UFologist and journalist. He already had that research done and found out that UFOs are are in certain areas of the world are most common on Tuesdays and Sundays. Forgive me if anybody's listening to this and they're like, that's not what he said. He said it was Fridays and Mondays. I don't have it right in front of me, but I know John Keel did a lot of that work already. And when I was reading the stuff that they were going to do, I was like, well, I mean, you could do that or you could just go to, you know, look at John Keel's work and, and see that a lot of that stuff's already done. But I guess now they're doing it in, the capacity of that being the the United States government or the the one world government. (gasps) (laughs) He said it. You can't say that. It's not if, but when. (laughs) Check this out, right? So again, using this fun little Gematria calculator, which I think anybody, you know, it's fun. It's a fun thing to do. You put words into it and it gives you a value and then it tells you what other words or phrases have the same number value. So I put unidentified aerial phenomena into the Gematria calendar, and a few of the results are the Clinton Foundation. Uh, one of them, one oh, of them is one of them is Meryl Streep, which I thought is funny. Uh, aliens really are here. There's a bunch of different celebrity names that pop up. Uh, where was the other one that I saw? The Truth Rises. This uh, this another one says Your Holy Grail. Grim Reaper isn't human. So there's a lot of interesting connections when you start putting in like all these different words into this Gematria calendar. I just started doing this uh, recently, so I'm not super familiar with this, but it's interesting stuff. Put Bigfoot in and see what you get. All right, hold on. Let's see here. <laughs> Bigfoot. Calculate. Yeah, Bigfoot. Corona. Really? Pepsi? <gasps> yeah, Pepsi is another one. <laughs> um, you know what that means? Pepsi, if you're listening... Get Bigfoot on the line. Hidden, That's your advertisement. Hidden Lord is another one. It has the same value as Bigfoot. It's a bunch of words that I don't really know. What they even, How do you even pronounce these mm. words? Fake teacher. Yep. Yep. Fake teacher. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. So, you know, new task force to, to study unidentified aerial phenomena gonna be pretty interesting that's where your tax dollars are going everybody so get ready taking the whole government aspect out of it you know it's it's something that i do believe that we should be putting some money into i I mean the government aspect of like you know them being able to control the narrative that comes off of the research for the ufos I, i think this is something you know if the events of this year had told us anything so, you know, we need to be paying attention to this kind of stuff and that some of those kooks that everyone, you know, kind of threw to the side throughout the, the last couple generations of human beings. Maybe we should 
open our ears a little bit and and listen and see what they really had to say because obviously there's something going on and uh, it may be more important than we think. Well, here in section 1652 of that bill, subsection 4 says evaluating links between unidentified aerial phenomenon and adversarial foreign governments, other foreign governments, or non-state actors. That's one of the one of the uh, goals. Of I mean, could could it be board. a foreign government? Could, be. could it be a foreign government? Yeah, right. But what that sounds like to me is that they're they're putting the initial stepping stones in there for tying it into something that they can use as a tool. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Yep. It sounds like a, flag. like a like 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 a f- yeah like a like a future. Uh, like setting something up for the future it's you know whatever it's whatever anyways i'm not whatever anyways (laughs) whatever shit alien false flag no big deal (laughs) whatever whatever well that was pretty good i thought it was a pretty good episode what do you guys think informative i I like these episodes you know if, if infinite rabbit hole ever ever dies this is what i'm gonna do this is going to be my new podcast. It's just strange news. And I'll put one out every day. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. I haven't seen maybe 10, 15 years ago when you go in the grocery store and you get like those tabloids and they always have like Tom Cruise is an alien type stuff. Like <laughs> it was all black and white and everything. Oh, the, the, the National Enquirer. The National Enquirer. But yeah, I don't know what happened to that. Well, I think they're still around. But you should do that. But podcasting yeah they're at the checkout line like if you're in walmart or something and you look up there's like all those magazines the tabloid magazines they still have them i saw one the other day that was something about um oh, okay uh i can't remember the guy some actor and it was saying something about uh aliens or something i don't know i didn't read the whole thing but they still do them yeah bigfoot married marilyn monroe yeah man right that's why martha stewart yeah. really went to jail because she was sleeping with bigfoot yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what big feet mean right big socks big socks that's right <laughs> that's right more I mean, gotta pay a lot for those socks i mean that's more fabric yep gotta cover those big old feet anybody else have anything else to add to this edition of the infinite rabbit hole strange news 2021 well no nope. There's a lot more strange news this year. I think we can all agree, but, you know, keeping this to an hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do have something to say. Hey, if you're in Australia and you are going yowie hunting, yeah, be absolutely super duper careful out there because even if you don't find a yowie, a drop bear might get you. So, Oh, yeah, (laughs) drop bears. (laughs) Yeah, watch out. Australia or a spider the size of a Volkswagen Beetle will carry you off to its nest. Like. Please. For those of you that don't know what a drop bear is, they are the the opposite of koalas. They are literally a species of koala, but instead of being these extremely docile, cuddly docile, things, yeah, these these cute little things, they drop out of trees and maul you to death. <laughs> and don't worry, we'll, we'll be doing an episode on it here shortly. Well, I don't know if we can get that much out of drop bears. You know what we should do? <laughs> we should do like country specific cryptids and dive into the local cryptids of each country that would be really cool that mm-hmm. would be neat or do it like we can even do states jeez we can do a lot infinite rabbit hole this show will never end because we'll always have content for the show it's all awesome. i'm gonna say is if you're gonna go yaoi hunting please bring something better than like a two megapixel camera <laughs> <laughs> well, we, have, we have the same problem with bigfoot hunters here in the u.s so it drives me crazy just upgrade yeah. your equipment man that that equipment's expensive, all right. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much Bigfoot researchers make, but unless they get like a a, tel- a TV deal or something like that, or like they they make a movie or documentary, and it does really well. Like, I don't know how much change they have slinging around to be able to upgrade all their equipment every single time. You know, we switch from one decade to the next. They, they don't they don't and if you ever want to see the infinite rabbit hole get out there and do some cryptozoological studies out in the field then go over to our merch shop and buy a t-shirt you have no idea that would really help us get the equipment that we need to get out there i wonder how much national geographic footage has like tucked away where like they accidentally stumbled across a bigfoot and they're like oh we can't put that in the episode 
and there's like an archive. Oh, probably, probably tons, dude. <laughs> probably tons. It probably all gets scrubbed by the Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Been hanging around Jeff too much. Anyways, I have to go. That has been another installment of the Infinite Rabbit Hole News Special that we put out every once in a while. If you guys enjoyed this, let us know. If you enjoyed this particular one and you are new to the Infinite Rabbit Hole, head on over to our old Infinite Rabbit Hole News episodes and take a listen. You know, some of those are a little over a year now old. And uh, <laughs> you heard stuff from Jake today that's 30 years old. So that's, you know, it's nah, 30 years old, 1930s, years old. way older. Whoa, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 90 years old. <laughs> I apologize, everybody. I was way wrong. Recent news, you know, please head on over. Check out our, our older stuff. Let us know. We want to hear from you guys more. We're really getting into the Twitter thing. And we're hearing from people that are newly listening to our podcast. But I know for a fact we have listeners that go back to our origins here in the uh, the infinite rabbit hole that we have not heard from yet. I know because those numbers are still there. I know you guys are still listening. Let us know. Uh, without further ado, welcome to 2022, everyone. And I wish you all a very, very safe and happy 2022 guys you guys have anything to say before we sign out for the night don't hold your breath on that one that's true <laughs> yeah don't second that nah okay well thank you for everyone for joining us on this episode of infinite rabbit hole we'll see you next time bye 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 there, there you go <laughs>